What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of MGC. I'm actually really excited for this episode because uh, it's a really good example of what just having a conversation with someone could actually do. Bobby is a musician, and I found him very randomly on Instagram, and then I followed him or found him on YouTube. I found him on Spotify, so I listened to his music. I it was it was quite the ride. It was really exciting, and instantly I was like, "Yo, this guy's sound, his voice. There's something about it. I gotta talk to this guy about his voice, about his music, about what he does, why he does it." And of course, like my favorite questions is how you could even write music. That perplexes me. Things like that drive me crazy. But the point is. This is so random, and that's what I love doing on this show, which is finding random people and talking about what they love, what they're passionate about. And I not only learn a lot about Bobby, I learn about myself, and I learn about the actual craft of music making. Um, so this was an incredible ride. It's seriously a great example of what can be done if you just talk to somebody. You ask them, hey, look, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to learn about you. Let, let's go. Let's do this. It's really cool. You kind of notice it, too. In the beginning, we don't really know each other, but we get into it. We figure each other out. And that's it. I don't want to take too long here. I'm just kind of rambling on here. But I had a great time. And it's a really good example of what can be done if you just open up and talk to people. So, guys, go ahead and enjoy this episode. And we will see you at the end. Yeah. All right. In three, two, one. Bobby, oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said to you like two seconds ago, I was listening to I had work today. I was listening to your music on the way there and on the way back, like nonstop getting amped for this. I the first thing I gotta say is your voice has like an actual character to it. You know? Do you know what I mean? Have you heard that before? Yeah, a couple of times. It was it started off as being, Oh, you should stop singing. You should probably not be doing that as a no, kid. Screw friends that. of mine would literally be like, Yeah, they'd be like, Yeah, stop. But I kind of I've learned to lean into it a bit, which has been helpful. Oh and, my gosh, you know, yeah. just doing my best to kind of you know, it, again, not all my like heroes are you know not necessarily classically trained you know choir singers you know so a lot of people I look up to kind of have that characteristic kind of voice. And someone recently said you know whenever your voice comes on, I know it's you. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll take that. Like, I yeah. appreciate that. If nothing else, like you know, you know it's me. You know what you're gonna get. So, well, it's funny. Like that. Yeah, it's funny you said that because I was gonna ask. You know, growing up, like, what, what got you started, and what, what, yeah, what did people say about about you doing all this? Because I, that's my favorite. One of my favorite things to ask musicians is where they were inspired as a child to do anything with music. So, how did it all get yeah. started with there? It was def. Oh, it started definitely with my parents. Honestly, like my parents were both concert goers like my mom could sing a little bit and tried playing the guitar when she was a kid and did like the like you know school plays and stuff like that and she could sing the guitar didn't really take for her but she tried to learn on like a nylon string and my grandfather kind of kept it around and then when i was like 10 i got i was kind of getting into music a little bit i was like hey pop up can you bring that old yeah, yeah, guitar yeah, yeah. over and he brought it over and he tuned it up and you know showed me how to play Folsom Prison or he sat there and played Folsom Prison he was like here you go you know Johnny Cash oh hell and he yeah gave it to that's me. What I'm and so like you know I liked that and then like my mom one of my first earliest musical memories was like listening to like Bad Medicine and Wanted Dead or Alive and like of Bon course. Jovi's greatest hits of in the course. car with my mom and that was like you know a big musical thing for me like you know listening to music in the car with my parents and we'd listen to like Springsteen and listen to the Grateful Dead uh, we listened to Neil Young, like the first song that I learned how to play was uh, Heart of Gold by Neil mm -hmm. Young. Because my mom sat me down with like the Harvest album and was like, here, you're playing acoustic guitar, learn a song off this. Yeah. Like, this is like the, some of the greatest acoustic guitar songs of all time, which is probably true. 
So, you know, I sat down and like picked, oh, I like this Heart of Gold song. And I was able to find the chords online and like saw where to put my fingers and, yeah. you know. Oh, of course. But I kind of, lo- I kind of, but before that, I kind of started playing, writing songs really in like, even like as long as like young as fifth grade, I started like write, trying to, trying to write songs. Yeah. And they were not anything you could articulate as a song, but I kind of learned the guitar to write songs. You know, that's really what I wanted to do. I can understand that. I can, and you... I asked, and I've I always asked magician, magicians, musicians. If I am, I am gonna you, magician you're a magician too. Yeah, um, we're all bullshit artists. Okay, yeah. so okay. you can say whatever the fuck you want, man. You go for it. Cool. Hell yeah. Um, okay. That's so funny um, because I one of the most perplexing things to me, and I'm a writer, but not I'm not a musician. I can't write music although I, as much as I'd like to. Is finding is lyrically writing, you know, getting the cadence, getting the uh, syllables, the patterns. It's like th- that obviously wasn't easy to learn, right? Um, I'm a, definitely still a student of songwriting. Like I teach songwriting, like to some. I have students that I teach. Like I teach during the day. It's like my oh, nice. when I'm not playing, when I'm not ripping gigs, I teach kids. Of course, music. of course. Um, and all people of all ages. But I was gonna, so I was gonna say, you just you don't know how to write music yet. If you yeah, wanted to yeah, learn, yeah, you easily yeah. could. Because there was a time where I couldn't, and like again, like me trying to write a song was just kind of like, well, I didn't use a B, I didn't use the letter B yet, so that must yeah. go now. Like I, I, I literally had no idea, and I've, I never until college and high, and well, until high school, um, I didn't really take any formal music theory classes. Like I played trombone in the school band. That was actually my first instrument. I started in like fifth grade around the time I started the guitar. But once I started playing the guitar, I did not play really practice my trombone at home, which I kind of look back. I wish I had put more effort in, but I yeah, played I like you know, trombone in the school band. I played upright bass in, in high school, uh, in the school band, I played guitar in the jazz band. So I kind of had like pockets of learning theory through that. And then I took like AP theory in high school. And that really was like, what got me, you know, then I went to music college, you know, so I went to William, well, it was, I went to William Patterson university in Jersey. Yeah. And I took a lot of music theory classes and songwriting classes, even in production classes there. Plus now I spend at least probably an hour a day watching people like Ricky Beato on yeah. YouTube and like learning okay. music theory from guys like him and Rhett Scholl and like, you know, so I'm always kind of still learning. And I think everybody, you're, if you're not still learning, like, you know, you might as well hang it up. Yeah, I, so I, like, I totally I'm, agree with you. And like, I never really took a formal guitar lessons or anything. Like, I taught myself a lot of stuff using YouTube and using guitar, like ultimateguitar.com. Like, oh, how do I, what chord, what yeah. are the chords in the song? And like, oh, like, these don't sound right because, you know, <laughs> people just kind of upload whatever they yeah, want to yeah, do. Yeah. So, still constantly figuring it out and kind of every day trying to learn yeah. something new. So, when did you finally decide to start singing in front of people? Fifth grade was a big year for me. So, like, it was a really Fifth great grade. All right. Years old that, I sang in the fifth grade talent show. I wanted to sing. Uh, I I sang "Wanted Dead or Alive." The Bon Jovi wow, song. I wish I could see that. And I, we do have the footage. It is not great. <laughs> it's not as bad as I thought it was. Cause I didn't see the footage. Well, you're in fifth grade. Movie. You can't you can't go too hard on yourself. No, but I, at the time, I, looking back, I thought it was horrible. And then I looked back, I'm like, well, it wasn't that bad. But yeah. like, I sang it to like a cassette that I had to sit there and edit because it's a five-minute uh, song. And I, like, yeah. I, 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 my slot was literally like a two-minute slot. Like, okay. like, they did. So I edited, edited all the guitar out except for the verses and like, edited, maybe edited out the second verse. I don't even remember. But like, I sang it to a cassette. And it was, you know, awesome. questionable at best. But I did, and I, growing up, even as a kid, like, I performed 
like bits of Mary Poppins. Like I knew that whole movie. I knew the songs. I knew the dances when I was like two or three years old. I used to perform, Damn, you know, dress up and I'll perform all the time as a kid, like just for my family and stuff. So I think that was always in me, like that performance gene. And like my mom and her brother were like kind of like we're in like drama club stuff and would play like, you know, do like singing and stuff like that. My apparently my great grandfather had a band, had like a band and played acoustic guitar and banjo. God, so yeah, it's in so your I, blood, maybe man. Maybe it comes from him. Yeah, it's in your maybe. blood. Maybe I don't know. My my grandfather played a little bit, but like again, like he would kind of just would pick it up and play a couple of Johnny Cash songs, and then you know go to work, and then maybe not play for a couple months, and then pick it up again. It's and, so funny how you yeah. keep saying Johnny Cash after we had the discussion about your voice, because that was the whole thing with Johnny Cash, where people were like, bro, just stop this, and then he like apparently I don't know this, how true this is, but he had like one singing like teacher, and he was like, listen, man. Your voice is so amazing that I can't teach you. Just do what you want to do. That's like that's so cool that you keep bringing it up and it's in your life. Yeah. And then your voice is just like I said, it's like it's so much character in it. Well, that's again like you know Johnny Cash, you know Neil Young, Springsteen. Like these guys are you know not necessarily what people would call classically good singers. Like I remember my grandfather would be like oh, Springsteen, he's a screamer. <laughs> you know? And like my mom originally didn't even like his voice initially because his. She's like, I can't understand what he's singing. But then my uncle dragged her to see him live, or she brought him, I think she brought my uncle to see him live at the Garden in, like, 1980. And she said, or, like, 78 or 80, I forget. And it totally would have been 80. Sorry, I'm like, Springsteen no I'm like, I can hear, like, the, the Springsteen fans yelling at me. It was 80. Yeah, it was 80. Oh, <laughs> play the, you know, but uh, I think it was 1980 at the Garden, and it blew her mind. And, yeah. You know, so and then from there, she was a disciple. And then when I was, like, 12 in, like, 2007 – she was like, I'm going to bring you to see Springsteen. She said, it's a religious experience. Wow. And I was like, bullshit. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, mom, I'm sure it'll be a good wow. show. And I, I like his music, but there's no way. And my mom's not like a religious person, but like, she's kind of spiritual. But like, she's like, this is like, it's a, it's a religious experience. Yeah. And then of course he played Born to Run. And oh I just gosh. wept. Oh my God. Literally, gosh. I just wept. Wow, are you kidding me, man? And That's that incredible. Was like, that was a big moment for me. And just, I think, you know, Part of it was probably just the, having that moment with my mom. But yeah, then, you know, of course. But also just that power of that, but yeah. the power of that music still has really resonated with me. That's yeah. why I do what I do, because if nothing else, maybe it'll, you know, push another kid to pick up the guitar and try to be creative and start a band. 100%. And, you know, 100%. That's really why I do it, you like, know, at yeah. this point. Because yeah. I, can't, I can't financially justify it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Not but, yet. You know, Listen. And, but, yeah, no, you're already you're, you're almost you're almost making me cry hearing you talk about your mother and going to the religious experience, like that's incredible. And then yeah, you saying, listen, you have fun, you're you're good at it, but if all you want is to at least maybe inspire somebody else to do what you do, at least find enjoyment in what you do. I mean, like I couldn't imagine another like a better type of musician or performer or anything. Like if that's your goal, you've definitely you know satisfied that goal because i mean like yeah although i'm not a child i'm like you, you did it with me i mean like i was like holy shit this guy's great i gotta talk to him so i'm like you're doing something you're doing something well thank you i, I do appreciate that and it's you know it's what's one person at a time that's the way of i kind of look at it and it's again it's part of how i justify the insanity because again with music and again i'm sure you understand it with you know podcasting there's one hour of oh cool I'm doing what I love to do like this like, we're, pod- like, we're <laughs> yeah, doing it you know yeah. but then there's a 23 hours of bullshit God, around yeah, it and the shit that surrounds it and the emailing and the messaging people on Instagram and hoping they answer yep. and like you know like all the same I, I, I get it I, and it's like it's hard 
doing anything creative because people love to consume media but don't understand the like supporting the people that are making it yeah unless it's like the 10 big people that that most people hear of you exactly. know what i mean like and like it's really hard to break through in anything because people like familiarity and they like the it's really easy to to just listen to whatever's on the radio or it's really easy to just listen to whatever your friends are putting on and that's i mean i that's how i discover music still don't so i'm not knocking those things but, but like to go that next step to go to want to discover new music or new podcasts or new artists it's a lot know, of work it takes a, yeah, it is. A, yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of effort. I mean, like for and so it's like I appreciate you reaching out to me. I appreciate Bro, people that are like, come the one, on, well, yeah. like one person that like yeah, like you know, thank you. But like you know, <laughs> so if my if my song, you know, if one person listens to it and goes, oh, that made me feel better when I was feeling bad, like then, then I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the way I see it, and like what I've talked to people about is like. Music is the best way I can bring people joy and make people, you know, feel good for a little bit of time, you know, yeah. so I can, if I can put that, that's a net positive. And ultimately, while we're all humans, we're all imperfect. We're all going to put in some positive and some negative into the world. Hopefully we can yeah. put in more positive than negative. And Man. so that's the way I look at music. It's a good way for me to, you know, rack up good points. <laughs> good, yeah, good points. But, I mean, you know, like, but no, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things that like, you know, it, it, it's great. Music is what keeps me going. Yeah, it's crazy what, you know, music does for humans. Like, in your brain, like, what it can do for you and, like, how it makes you feel better, how it can make you feel an emotion you've never felt before. I mean, like, I, I of course, have, I don't think I've listened to all your music. Um, I definitely haven't listened to it long enough to pick a favorite. However, when I listen to your music, most of the time, what I, I like, when I write, like, stories, I usually attach music to a scene I'm writing, and I always yeah. picture, like, it's... Didn't they, actually, in Asbury Park, didn't they uh, just open up a street for, like, walking on or something, like... Uh... During COVID, and, like, sometimes during the summer, I guess, they probably shut down, like, Cookman Avenue. Yeah, okay, cars, so... Cars, and they let people walk. Yeah, street, so yeah. picture, like, a road like that, or, or in, a, in a small town, and there's, like, string lights going from one building to the next building. Everyone's, like, having a good time. Like, that's what I picture when I hear your music, because your music's so, like... Like, I didn't want to look at your Instagram to find out what genre you you were. I wanted to imagine what you were on my own. And I was listening. I was like, this is, like, real rock. Like, this is, like, we don't have this anymore. And I thought it was really cool. And I and I talked to it with a lot of people how the, I think only, like, five years ago, like, the best rock band. I'm not knocking them, because I enjoy them, too. But the best rock band was Imagine Dragons. And that's not even really rock. That's more, like, poppy kind of, you know. Um, so I'm digging music like yours and yeah, I feel an emotion. I definitely do. I feel very excited when I listen to music and there's this one song I wanted to bring up. Uh, I was listening to new age outlaws. Um, yeah. God, it's great. God, it's, I was so much fun. And also you, you did a cover of a song of, uh, teenagers yeah. before I listened to that song. Like while I was listening to your, your, your actual music, I was like, yo, this guy kind of sounds like MCR. And then it just tr changed to teenagers. Like, oh my gosh. It's exactly that's what awesome. it sounds like. Yeah. I, that, that's perfect. I thought it before I even heard the song. Isn't that so funny? I was like, should I bring that up on the podcast? He's going to be offended by yeah. that. But then I was like, oh, oh. no, he loves it. <laughs> well, I like the New Jersey connection. And I actually saw them twice. I saw them at, uh, yeah. they opened for Bon Jovi of all people at Prudential Center, which was kind of yeah. funny and ended up. It was right when they opened that building, and I was at like, the second show they ever did. It was Bon Jovi and MCR, 
which is a very weird dichotomy because the audience was either mo- hair moms, like 80s hair metal moms, or it was like, you know, kids dressed up in skeletons. Yeah, that's so funny. So, like, it was a pretty wild dichotomy there. But, like, also, like, and then I saw them at Bamboozle on the beach in Asbury when they filled in for Blink-182 last minute. And, like, people were kind of ambivalent about them being there or kind of, like, really? uh, like some, half the crowd was happy about it and half the people was thrilled. It's wild compared to the, how excited everyone is now for their comeback. But people were kind of, some people were pissed. Like, oh, really? it's not Blink, oh, it's just MCR. Oh, yeah. And then they went on hiatus, and now everybody's, like, you know, losing their shit. Wow. But I like MCR, though. Um, yeah, of course. I come always on. have. Um, and, like, I've, I think I've come to, like, them more over the last couple of years. Just, you know, I appreciate them more now than I did then. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they're cool. And, like, I, I've always really liked that Teenager song. Yeah. I, I discovered that song when I was probably, like, in sixth grade. I'm like, this is awesome. I have no idea who these people are, but I love it. Um. Your, is it your most recent single, the uh, the Roaring Twenties? Yeah, the live one. Yeah, so yes. that was the most recent. Then we dropped. We've we're currently working on a whole bunch of stuff, but like we'll talk about that. But yeah, the most recent, we've done a string of singles where we did like Should Have Called You Up was one, and then we did Nothing for Nothing, and then we did acoustic, a couple acoustic renditions of those songs, and then we put out a live track of Roaring Twenties. Yeah, you do a lot of lives. That's pretty cool. Oh, it was just, I was going to say I was watching one of your lives. And I was going to say it before, but I didn't get to it. Like, you're, I don't go to many concerts. I listen to my music at home. I listen to it in the car. Um, because usually I just get too distracted by every all the other people there. I can't really consume myself into the sound. And I know concerts are like yeah. 50 to 70% of the music. It really gets you involved. Um, and I go, I go when I can. But watching you on, on, on stage and like how fucking sweaty you were. And like, I was like, holy shit. This guy is... This guy means it. Like this is this is awesome. And um, like you're a performer. You're a performer. And you were saying before when you were a kid singing uh, the Sound of Music, like Mary Poppins. Mary yes. Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins. Exactly. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. 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 I'm in love with people who find what they're good at and they like what they're good at. You know. And you've been doing this for how long now? Well. I'm, I just turned 26 in April. I started like playing the guitar when I was around 10 and I started like actually like playing like open mics probably around like 13 and oh, stuff. Then wow. like probably my first actual like Asbury Park stone, first time I played the stone pony Ooh, boy. was I was 15. Wow. Wow. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Man. Now, Thank you. is this your first band? No, I had other bands in high school, but Seventh Son did start as when I was a sophomore in high school. So I had a band, funny enough, called Route 18. Really? In like, if, yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. I was thinking, like, I, well, my thought process, you no, know, it's terrible. I don't know. I it's a horrible idea. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. But my thought process was Bon Jovi's first band in high school was called Atlantic City Expressway. Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like, highway. So yeah. I was like, okay, we're Route 18, because that's where we live. But when my drummer at the time, I didn't have a Facebook, because I got Facebook really late. And like mm-hmm. uh, my drummer was like, "Oh, I make I'll make a Facebook page," and people thought it was like the road. Oh my gosh! So, like, yeah, we had a marketing issue. Yeah, that's and, like, funny. We played a couple battle of the bands, and like we had fun, and like it taught me a lot. You know, just about corralling people and like learning to play with other people, and just like you know. So what? Learning. Yeah, yeah. You have to play. I was like my first garage band was like with that group of friends, and like first we were just like a three piece, and then we were had a time where we were, like a five or six piece with like a bunch of guitar players, and my friend moved to keys, and like. It was good, and then Seventh Son kind of started, and then in parallel, I was playing acoustic 
in starting to play out like just as a solo artist. And so when I started in Asbury, it was just me solo. And then Seventh Son was its own separate entity. And then like, people went to, off to college, and I was the youngin at the Seventh mm, Son, honestly. Yeah. People went off to college, and then I went to college and met up with new people and kind of reformed the band and combined my solo career. That's with a cool the evolution, band, man. Was, yeah. And Seventh Son ended up kind of being known as, oh, well, that's, you know, oh, that's Bobby's band. Because other bands in high school was like, oh, that band, oh, that's John's band, oh, that's Chet's band, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, so it was kind of my band. So I was it became kind of, yours, yeah. Yeah, and there is part of it that's like the ego thing. That's like, well, fuck you, it's my band. But yeah. also, like, for I just think it's like a marketing thing to me. It's just like it's the easiest thing. And when we combine this, the, uh, I didn't have to change the Facebook name. That's why I kept it as Seventh Son most of the mostly when I changed. The oh Facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, perfect. Be, um, but Seventh Son, we got the name from an ACDC lyric uh, from the song "Bad Boy Boogie." Really? Uh, on the seventh day, I was the seventh son. We scared the hell out of everyone. Oh, okay, that's, so that's cool. We took it. My guitar player at the time, John Albo, who uh, now is actually like a online sports and wrestling personality. He does uh, like you know at John Alba. Check him out. At uh, John Alba. He uh, he was our guitar player in high school when I was when we first started, um, and so like it was. I kind of forget where I was going with that band. It's all right. No, listen, but, it's a great evolution um, yeah, of who the you first are. Band. So the first band was God, yeah, like ahead. a garage band I had in high school, and then Seven Sons started when I was a sophomore in high school. You've taken it a long way then, because I, like, I know musicians that have been like through their 12th band just trying to figure it all out, trying to find a good group of people. I mean, like, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, I've i had, like, I've said, like, my bass player is, like, my defense against the dark arts position. I don't know if you like Harry Potter at all, but, like... I've watched all the movies, but I don't know too much. Okay, so, like, anyway, in that one position in defense against the dark arts, every year it's, like, it's a new guy. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, and, like, I have... I'm friends with everybody that's been in the band for the most... Like, yes, I'm actually... I am still friends with everybody. We've had a lot of different people in the band over the years just because, like... We'll have a bass player play for a year, then he goes off to college, or then the guitar player will come in, but then he gets busy doing another thing and with work, and he can't make the gigs, so we have to get someone who plays for touring, and then we end up playing more with that guy, and then we have to hold auditions for a bassist, and like it just. But we've had my drummer James has been with us for six years now. My guitar player Andrew's been with us for five now. My uh, bassist John's been with us for three or four years now. Like. So we have like a good core group of us now, and like the team, like my friend Zach, who plays saxophone and also guitar techs for us. Like he's been, I've been playing with him for years. And Cooper, our sound guy, I went to college with, and Joe, our record label guy, we went to college with. I went to college with him, and Hannah, our photographer, I went yeah, to college with her. Of, and it's a lot of connections. I like to keep it in the family, and I we keep it grounded. in, like I'm from East Brunswick, New Jersey, so like that's really my home. But Asbury Park is kind of my home away from home. Yeah, um, well, I mean, like, come on, yeah, if you spend so much time there performing, of course. You, um, yeah. I think it's cool that you said, like, uh, what I get really fascinated about, and I think what a lot of people have questions about when it comes to musicians or actors, actresses, actresses, uh, writers, anyone that's got, like, a big presence or any kind of clout or anything, they're always like, how do you get started? What do you do? Like, and, and I, I was, I was me for a while, you know, and I was like, how do you get to where you are and then you listen to someone like you saying i learned guitar when i was really young i would just you know do talent shows at my school i i tried to go to the uh, stone pony and like um people it's a lot of work and it's a lot of persistence and consistency 
to get where you are. And it's very hard. And I was watching, you had a, like, I don't know who filmed it. You had a little uh, documentary thing for, the, uh, like, BTS of, like, you guys, like, behind the stage getting yeah. ready. So many people want to be behind that stage, getting ready the way you're getting, and they don't know how to do it. And it's because people don't realize how much work's involved in getting to where you are right now. It's, yeah, I think it's a lot of it's a lot of repetition, it's a consistency, and just being willing to fail in front of people. Yeah, is really is really what it comes down to. Because in some of the best musicians in the world, we've never heard because they never leave their bedrooms. You know what I mean? Like the best guitar, yeah, like people are like, oh, Hendrix is the best, Clapton's the best. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the third guy in Foo Fighters is the best. You know, like whoever. You know, yeah, no, that's a good point. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but the best guitar player in the world, whoever existed, we've never heard. Who is either super underground and is super niche in some yeah. like jazz club somewhere, or they're someone who never left their bedroom because they're just too shy. Yeah, what a shame, so, huh? Yeah, it's wild, and like you know, it's I get it. it. It sometimes it feels that way, not wanting to because again, you're burying your soul, especially if you're doing original music, and it's not like and like unless like you're really successful, because even bands that you and I would ma- imagine make a good amount of money. A lot of times don't. No, it's very hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And like, I, I'm thankful I can teach. And like, I'm thankful my parents had me get a degree because I'm lucky yeah. to have me able to teach. Yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. But like, um, yeah, it's it's really hard. It's really it's, hard. It's super hard. Like, it's super I, hard. But it's also rewarding. Also, anything's hard. You know, yeah. if you're working a landscaping job, that's really hard. Of course. If you're working uh, in a supermarket, that's really hard. If you're, my, my dad does heating and air conditioning, that's really hard. My mom, my mom and my fiancé are teachers. Like, that's really hard. Like, Well, you know, he, I've been asking this question to my a lot of my guests, um, and it has to do with what you like to do and what you have to do. And it's a, it's, it, it can be pretty in-depth. It doesn't have to be if you, if you don't make it, but it usually always ends up getting pretty deep. I, I asked this question. I, I read this book. It's called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. It's about a Holocaust survivor. Um, he went through Auschwitz. It's an incredible book. Um, but he would talk about in the book. What's bo- it called again? Yeah. Okay. Search for Meaning? It's called uh, Man's Search for Meaning. It's 250 um, pages. Hold that up. I want to take a picture of it because my friend talks to uh, – my friend is actually like a researcher and does like stuff for like, Holocaust She's definitely stuff. read he this might, before. He? 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 Yeah. He he definitely read this before. I'm like this is He might have even interviewed the person depending if he's still alive. You know if he's still alive. He survived no. Auschwitz. He's definitely not alive anymore and I don't know okay. when he died. I'm not sure. Okay. But it's Sorry to interrupt. No, no. I'll talk about this book all day. This is an incredible incredible book and in inside of it he talks about how when he was in Auschwitz, he had the he, he there's this quote by not he is not his quote, somebody else's quote that was also, I think, surviving in the camp. And he would say that um, if you have a why to live, you could bear almost any how. So if I have a reason to want to live, I can get through this you know, concentration camp. And the thing I like to ask my guest is there's two questions in life. It's how do you live? Most usually the answer is by any means necessary. But then there's why do you live? What makes it worth it? And I think it's very beautiful for someone like you to have your music and to talk about how being able to do what you do, but also survive, you're a teacher, you can make your, you could, you pay your bills. I think that's very warming. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hard. And it, it's really hard to, 
it's a shame. Like you were saying before, there's a lot of people out there we don't know about that ama- are amazing singers, guitarists, any kind of musician. It'd be nice. It, it's, it's it's nice knowing that someone broke out of their room and was able to imprint on somebody. You know. Yeah, and that's why I think we all you have to be. It's really hard to not compare yourself, like to others. Like you know, especially in like in, in podcasts, I'm sure it's the same way. Or any art form, yeah. it's like you know. Everything is like a numbers game. It's all competition. It's all about yeah, how many views, or how many streams, how many listens you have. And that, while on one hand, it does prove that, you know, other people are listening for it. And ultimately what we do is we're, we're content creators and what big business and what capitalism sees for a lot of what we do is to sell ad time. Yeah, that's, that's like what it is. That. Yeah. I understand that. And that's why on that end, like, yes, like being financially successful and having a ton of numbers is great. Um, and I, I strive for that. No, of course. And I got, and of I, course. you know, like I, I don't really, it's not really a big secret to anybody that I want. Like, I believe that my band should be the biggest rock band in the, of the course, of the you should believe it. Like, of you course. know, like, you know, but you know, it is what it is. I'm working on it. But that said, you know, I am, I also am thankful for where I am now. And I am mean, happy that I didn't blow up as a 16 year old because I don't think that I could have handled that. And mm. I don't think I would have handled that at well. Uh, but like, I think ultimately it's about embracing your own journey. And it's again, I'm, I get You're catching me at a good moment right now. So like, oh, hell yeah. It's, Great. It's, it's, a lot of this is like easier said than done, you know? Yeah. And like the thought processes, these are things I have to remind myself of, but like, you know, realizing that, you know, while I might not be where I want to be yet necessarily looking back and like looking at myself at 10 years old, if I knew what I was going to do with that guitar, when I picked it up and the amount of cool things I would do, like I could literally not play another show ever again, and I, I've done to some degree. Like, yeah. not I, I have no intention of doing that. And I don't want to do it, but like, I've been very fortunate, and I've lived the dream. Like, I've lived in a van with my friends. I've you've experienced, like, it, you know, yeah. played the big shows. I've played with my a lot of my heroes. You know, like I've been very, very fortunate, and I've lived. You know, you know, it's like I could, you know, switch. I could be, you know, stop tomorrow if i felt the need to and i feel like i checked a lot of the boxes but that said i'm still hungry for it and i'm still course, and yeah. it's like the songwriting is like an outlet that i feel like i would be doing no matter what and like a lot of times like the songs like I, when i sit down to try to write something if i sit down and go okay get my pad get my pen you know get my guitar get my recorder which is usually just my cell phone or my laptop and like you know my cup of coffee i'm yeah. all set to write of course you know, yeah. i have three hours twitter yeah 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 or youtube and i you know and but then i'll be getting ready to go to bed or i'll be driving or i'll be you know not to pull over or i'll be you know wherever like teaching a class talking to you like whatever and like you know you'll say something that catches my ear and i go oh, oh that should be a lyric yeah and i write it down and on my phone now i don't necessarily write the whole thing there in the moment but then cut to then I have say then I have like a bunch of ideas on my phone which I have I don't even know how many yeah oh, ideas. I couldn't imagine and then yeah. I'm then playing the guitar another time you know and then I come across some a chord progression I like it's so crazy then, it's like the circle it's yeah. like the circle of life because like let's say I were to say something and you were like oh that's a good lyric and then you make a song and then the song you make inspires me to write like a scene it's like this huge like circle that's yeah, yeah I love that that's so cool. No, and that's, you know, and then, you know, 
Yeah, and that's what's so great about art in any medium, and that's why like, I take a lot of inspiration from filmmakers and mm, yeah. from people who are like try or like, even like in authors too. Like, but anybody who can like even like some some entrepreneurs, not many, some, <laughs> but like but it's people that can like see the big picture yeah. and can delegate well and can make their goals happen. Because ultimately, I think. And like my mom has always told me, and like the best advice I really ever got, I think, is you have to make your own luck. Yeah. And you yeah. talked about the tenacity and that being persistent. And it's like not being annoying, but not giving up and doing your best. And like, okay, you know, and I've released a lot of albums for somebody my age, you know. Yeah, how many? What's your but number that at? Said, um, well, it gets fuzzy because it's like, you know, <laughs> it gets I've fuzzy. done so many. I've li- and then there were ones as kids I did that like, my sister and I would sit there and print the album cover. Oh, and, my know, God. That's awesome. It all, like, have a little sweatshop going. It was great. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, but like, literally, I mean, like, so like full band, like Seven Sun. Well, I had one solo that was called Delicate Fall from Grace. That was in 2012. That I consider my first real acoustic album. But there were like other like, again, like other CDs before that. But there's that. There's Friends in Low Places, which was the Seventh Son, which was 2014. Seventh Son also had an EP before that as well, but uh-huh. that was called Only Ashes Remain. That was in, that was okay. But that was like Seventh Son in high school EP. Um, and then Friends in Low Places in 2014, which I was not really – I knew of the Garth Brooks song. I didn't really spend much time listening to it. But that was 2014. Outskirts, uh, the Outskirts was 2015. Shot in the Dark was – Jeez, my God, Bobby. Uh, my Our self-titled Bobby Mahoney and the Seventh Son, which is kind of like almost like a reboot yeah. for us in a way. I looked at it at the time. That was 20, recorded in 2017, we put that in 2018. We've done singles since then. I had an acoustic EP called wow. Luck in 2012. Um, and then we just put out a bunch of singles recently. Um, God, this so is your again, thing. This, yeah, this is, Jesus, my God. That's incredible. So it's I, a lot. It is a lot. And to me, when I think about it, and I'm also like on one hand, I, I still play a lot of those songs from all those different eras, and I'm very proud of, I'd say, ninety five percent of those songs. But like to me, like one, I wish they were all recorded better. And I think mm. as and also like as a and that's like, anything. Like I, I mean, not. I'm I'm really proud of how the self titled came out for the most part. The self titled from twenty eight. But like as we get better, we're learning. You know, but like. My, I recorded while I was at William Patterson, say, or like, you know, I recorded with some sound engineering students, you know, shout out to Max, or who did his best to work with our band at the time, who was very much a, you know, very raggedy, where we were learning too, you know. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, like, you know, I might go back and re record some of those older songs, and I have done that in the like, we were we recorded our song Another Deadbeat Summer. We did another version of that, and our song "Shot in the Dark" and "Black and Miles." We ended up re-recording, just to kind of give another chance, and because also people's attention spans are so short now. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get that. And yeah. like, and again, we improve as a band. We play the songs better. We, uh, we learn how to properly be in the studio better. We work with better engineers and things like that. And so, I'm not opposed to always kind of going back sometimes and retouching old stuff. But also, I very much look forward. I try not to look back too much. So, like, in a way, I almost feel like, okay, I did those songs, so now let me move on to the next thing. So, like, it's a balance, though. So, yeah. you know, I, we've, we're currently recording. We have a five-song, probably EP, 
they'll end up putting out, but I'm gonna treat it as a full record because like nothing Ooh. matters now when it when, comes to like yeah. The, when is when is, uh what's the timeline for that? Probably at this point, probably not till the winter because like I want to have we're still mixing and like finishing up recording little yeah. bits and then we have to master it. And I also want to have all the video and all the promo elements all in a line in our promo plan. And then you have to give at least six weeks out for Spotify. So you can hopefully get on some of their editorial playlists and there's all this bullshit. So like, I'm not rushing it. Cause in the past I've made the mistake of say booking the stone pony for the release show before the album's done yeah or something like yeah. that so it'd be like okay now it has to be done for this day or i'm fucked you know so like, yeah that, that that would suck no i totally get it the, the, the pressure's on um so i'm I'm waiting for these are till they're done and done and covid's made it difficult you know obviously and like we, zoom mixing isn't as efficient as being there and definitely like we're, not oh plus we're all busy gosh. like we all have day jobs and we all have gigs now and you know, even our engineer like has other bands and things like that so like Plus, like, I like to let things marinate. So, like, he'll send me mixes. I'll listen to him for a couple of days when I drive around and stuff like that. He gives notes. We'll send them back. So I'm really kind of taking my time with this batch. But then I have anywhere from 20 to 50 other ideas that are at various stages of being put together of yeah. songs that I have ready to go that I want to get to work on. So I kind of feel like on one hand I feel stagnant. But I also feel excited about because we've been work, we've been recording these songs since October, and some of these songs I wrote pre-pandemic. So like, yeah, that well that sucks, man. All the all the all the bands that whole culture got a huge you know hit because uh because of the pandemic. But it's it's things are lightening up. So I mean like I'm sure they I'm are, sure you and everyone's a lot happier about that. Yeah, like, I don't know when people in this will air or when people will hear it, but like we're tomorrow night. We're playing in Red Bank for the first time. Oh, good playing, for you, like, man. Oh, yeah, outside. Awesome. Well, it's not the very first time, but like first time at a venue outside with because we played like I did like a distanced outdoor like yeah. field in someone's big front yard, and we did a sh- couple like live streams. That's things, awesome. And like, damn, I have to play rec- a bit, but yeah. like this is gonna be our first, and it's sold out, which is so cool. Oh yeah, Bobby. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my so gosh, I'm very happy about that. Oh, so, but we're gonna also, but we'll be great. playing in Asbury this summer though. You have to come down. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say I like uh, even before I knew it was sold out. I was like, I would have come. I actually have to record again tomorrow. But God, that sounds awesome. I'm so excited for people like that and people yeah. like you. I mean, like, yeah. I, I was also gonna say, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, when when you write your songs for you, your band, and and you as a person, what comes first, the music or the lyrics? Um, it definitely depends on the song, which I know is kind of a cop out answer. But no, it's it really not because I feel like it's. I, I don't have a cookie cutter. Like I'm not. Go like, ahead, go ahead, like yeah. Stephen King. Oh, and, like, don't even get me started on Stephen King, man. Oh, oh, my whole bookshelf was full of Stephen King. Go, keep go, keep talking. My, my girlfriend God. got me into Stephen King, and like yeah. I like his stuff a lot. But, oh like, my uh, gosh, it's so. He's funny. on writing. I'm assuming. Have you read? Yeah, on it's writing? right, right there, my guy. Yeah, hell yeah. Mine normally is right over there, but I lent it to a friend, so it's not right there. But mine. That's. Like his oh, you have method. no idea I what you just idea, opened. Like what I said before, like him sitting down at a desk and like for four hours a day, no matter what, he sits there and writes. Yeah, yeah. I don't now again afford to do that. Also, of course not. Yeah, like, obviously, right. But I don't think I necessarily adhere to that style. But I like that discipline. But yeah. the idea for me is like I could be sitting there playing a guitar and I could just hum nonsense. Uh, and that could be the chorus, and the up, words yeah. fill themselves in later. Like literally, like that's how like Swedish songwriters, like pop people, 
the words don't fucking matter mm. in those cases. It's or even like the Rolling Stones, like the words don't matter. It's about the groove and what it makes you feel. So like the syllables even are more what matters and the cadences and the notes I'm yes. using. Like I can make you feel yes. something, you know, and that's what gets into, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but that's go where like film scores, like, you know, people that do like co film composition, like Hans Zimmer and John Williams and, you know, those guys are, are so good at Geniuses. making people feel emotions. Like just, yes. just like they think of music as colors and emotions rather than like intervals and, you know, fifths and, you know, notes. Like, yes. it's like, oh, I want to make them cry, so I'm going to play this chord, and they're going to feel this. Exactly. You no, know, I want them to feel uplifted, and I'm going to make them feel that, because I can do that, you know? Now, I'm not that good, obviously, but... Just shut the hell up, Bobby. Idea. Get the hell out of here. No, but, 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 but I'm not John I Williams. know you're not John Williams, but you know what I'm saying. You know, but... Anyway, <laughs> I appreciate that. But, like, you know, uh, you're right. I should do less negative self-talk. <laughs> Only know, I'm but allowed to do that on this podcast. Right, I'll give you a run for your money. But, like, <laughs> um, that idea that, like, for me, it, sometimes it's, like, I know, and I I'll literally try to picture myself on stage playing a song in front of people, and, like, what vibe do I want to give Yeah. Sometimes it's, like, okay, what vibe do I want to give them? You know, I, like, you know, what am I imagining? What could this riff do? Like, what way can I play this chord progression that can really be an interesting take on it? And then maybe the words fill in, or... Mm. I have really cool phrases and like oh, maybe all that I might want to work in or maybe sometimes a phrase will I'll just be sitting here like at the table or whatever and just kind of start humming something or my girlfriend will say something so I'll start humming a tune and then I'll have the tune and then the words will fill in or the words will inform the tune and I'll kind of figure it out later. It's all weird and I, I like to let the things marinate for a while because like sometimes at least in that stage because like maybe... I part of the lyric is great, but maybe the melody isn't done yet, and I maybe I need to just live a bit longer mm -hmm. and like experience life a bit more, and maybe that melody will present itself, or maybe a lyric just needs a sick guitar part that goes along with it, or I need a particular drum beat to emote the attitude I need, and then I'm gonna go, oh, I have a I have something for this, you know? I don't know. It's yeah. definitely uh, other people. Have just it's like I don't know. It's to go like Tom Petty. He, has this, he described it as like being a conduit. Like, you know, I just let the ideas flow through. Oh, okay, me. okay. I, was like, yeah, I don't know okay. if it's, if I, it could be that. I don't know. Like, I definitely do sometimes feel like I need to get out of my own way. And sometimes, like, I'm like, if I need to get the ideas out and then figure it out as I go, and then, or then get, you know, come up with part of the idea and maybe get it 50 or 60% of the way. And then bringing it to my band and say, hey, I have this idea. Let, what do you guys think? Yeah. And that's what's great about being able to have a great team around me, even like our engineers, you know, and like our sound guys for live and for the studio and like whatever. Like, there, we all come from very diverse musical backgrounds while also coming from similar musical backgrounds. So, like, my drummer, while loving Springsteen and Johnny Cash and that stuff, also likes, you know, more like alt rock like you know buck cherry and like you know corn and yeah Slipknot. okay like, you know i don't know like more like you know uh, like breaking benjamin i don't know if he likes them but like you know that kind of like <laughs> whereas my guitar player also likes springsteen and likes acdc which acdc is one of my favorite bands oh cool. um, yeah, that's why on. i play the, S the gibson sg i love angus is i have a long way to the top tattoo oh wow like, look at that yeah Oh. And my Peter Pan tattoo. Oh, of I'm course. I'm also a Disney shill, but <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but, um, 
uh, my guitar player though like likes more like hard rock and metal like he likes avatar and like other like not the airbender oh avatar is yeah avatar is like, great i found avatar yeah. walking through a haunted mansion because they were, awesome. they were blasting that, that music. I was like, I was like, whoa, what is this? I brought out my, what is it, Shazam? That, the app that lets yeah. you, yeah, I brought out Shazam and I, I found it. My girlfriend and I listen to Avatar all the time now. Oh, great stuff. Continue though, sorry. That's so funny. Yeah, they're, yeah, so like Andrew likes Avatar and he'll appreciate me bringing them up. I was yeah. just listening to Avatar with a student too. So oh, wow. That's so cool. That's in the last couple of days. Um, but then like my bass player, he's into more like, Pop rock art, like, and then like soul and like indie, like he's more like uh, indie stuff. So like maybe like, you know, um, you know, black keys. Your Sam music, Fender. your music. I actually wanted to say this before. Your music sounds a little folky too. Like I get a folky, rocky kind of. I really like it. Like that's kind of. Thank you. That's that's my what I probably bring that to the table. Yeah. Because again, like growing up, like. There's also like I like I loved the great as a kid like my parents I'd be in the car with they'd listen to the Grateful Dead. Now I didn't get into like the live Grateful Dead shit till much I was much older. But like I loved like their studio stuff, which most people don't really listen to as much. Most people for most people it's like the live stuff. But like Friend of the Devil was like a great acoustic track of theirs, and you know like, that you know was a huge influence on me. Like, that and Casey Jones about like the you know cokehead uh, train conductor. Those really spoke to me at four, age, you know, in fourth grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those really mental. <laughs> those songs, <laughs> you know, for some reason. I, I should probably look, look at that. But like, you know. Uh, I wanna, yeah. I want you to give me a song that of yours. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna play. I, w- I want to pick it apart with you. Don't, don't tell me why you're gonna choose it. Choose a song. I know this is hard. You got a million of them. Give me a song or think about it while we go into more topics. I want, I want to play something. Um, okay. So think about it for a little bit. But um. I was going to say this before, uh, I think someone who follows you or you follow them or both um, was on this podcast. His name's uh, JJ uh, Russo. He's uh, he's part of the band um, Court Order. Um, yeah. And he was saying that, like, one of the first times he was on stage for, um, like, he was, he was, he's a vocalist. He does, uh, I don't just JJ, if you're watching this, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't know if it's. Not death metal, it's, it's metalcore. I don't know what genre it is. It's awesome, but he was on stage. He's, yelling. he's great, though, but yeah. He's great, but he was on stage, and he said to me, it was so funny, he was telling me on the podcast how he was just making random noises because he didn't know the lyrics or something, and you were right. It's exactly what you were saying. You got to find the melody. You have to match it with the crowd, see what they want, and he was just going at it, and it was an incredible performance. You know, he might disagree because he's hard on himself, but it looked awesome, you know? Um, yeah. so finding that vibe with people, ah, man, it gets me going. I'm telling you. Yeah. That's where, you know, and that's again, like growing up, again, I, my part of my, my parents felt part of my education needed to be going to concerts. So I was very, and I, it's not lost to me how fortunate and how privileged that is. But like, I got to see a lot of great bands, you know, both in small clubs and stuff and like, you know, bigger like arena shows and like, till those got really, really, really expensive. But like, you know, yeah. it's one of those things that like, I got that education of seeing people put on a show and like that connection. Also, like I don't, I hate like the drunk atmosphere of shows. Oh, like, don't even get like, started. Like, yeah. Like, and like not, I, I'm not straight edge by any means, but like, it's one of those things that like, I don't like it when your party's ruining someone else. Yes. Party. Yes. So like you do what you want, like by all means, you know, as long as like, you're, you know, yeah. know what you're taking or know what you're doing, yeah. know what you're drinking. But like, don't 
let it impact someone else who also paid to get in this yeah. time. Inclusion without intrusion. Because I've had concerts ruined for me, even as a kid, of just like drunk people not being able oh, to right. handle how much they sat yeah. and drank all day, waiting for Springsteen to play at whatever time he went on. And again, I get it, you know? And also, I want people to enjoy themselves, so I'm not trying to be like a killjoy. But You have your you preference. Know, it's all right, yeah. No, I understand. I totally get what you're no, saying. Like, like, and, and like again, like I want people to enjoy themselves, so if you want to have five beers in the yeah, get, an get hour. Little, yeah. Great. You're in America, you know, this is America, damn it. Yeah, this is America, you know, like, damn exactly. it. But be a, if you know that you can hand, don't let the concert be the time you sort of figure that out. And you know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I just, yeah, don't, like, don't figure out your tolerance fine. during a concert. Yeah, no, I, that's funny way Which, to put but it. But that's when everybody does figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh shit, that's one, that's three too many. Yeah, it know? needs to be inclusion without intrusion. Absolutely. Um, yeah, cause, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And like, just in general, cause like, uh, you know, like people also like, you gotta respect people's personal space. And I know a lot of times, and then maybe as men, we don't deal, we don't deal with it as much, but yep. like, I know a lot of women feel unsafe at shows just because of men. Yeah, you know, no, I totally like, get it. You know, people like us, like, you know, not like us, but like <laughs> people like men. us. Whoa, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. No, you're I, don't, I, don't, you know, I know. I, I know. I have a fiance. You have a girlfriend. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know, <laughs> Congratulations! Like, it's really e- even. Even thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Even like unintentionally, like uh, just like you know, like like if you're following somebody walking out of a venue, like you know, you and I don't worry about that. But like if like we're just walking the same way to our car, you know, you can scare somebody. You know, yeah. what I mean? or if you somebody could be scared, you know. So like, I can. You just gotta be mindful of other people and like realize that like. You're out with other, and this goes not just for concerts, but bars or like whatever it is, like restaurants. Like realize yes, that yeah, it's it, not it, just about you. It be can be dangerous. Be considerate of other yeah. people and being read the room. You know, like just not being an asshole. Yeah, and making other people. I like. I if nothing else, I like our shows. And I get, you know, not to get on like a safe space thing because you know I. Some of my best rock and roll memories were when things were very unsafe. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so yeah. That, but just but feeling making people feel like they belong, if nothing else. You know, and like unless like you're a Nazi, then you really shouldn't. <laughs> unless you're, to feel you know, alone. oh my god, you know what that remind me of? You ever? That's so stupid. I how I said that, but you ever seen the movie Green Room? No. Bobby, watch Green Room. It's about a band that's got. It's like they're they got no money. They're on the road in a van, and they go to they booked the gig, and the gig got canceled, and the guy's like, "Listen, the the scene here is dead." But there's another place, X amount of miles, whatever away. I've lived in this movie so far. Keep keep going. I've keep going, right? Keep going. Uh, you can go there. the The scene's open. They're having some. They have. There's a venue, whatever. And they're like, all right. And they drive like a state away or something, and they get in. And it's not like a biker bar. Like everyone's in there, like from like twenty to fucking forty years old. There, no one's got a motorcycle, but everyone there's like wearing leather. They're all tatted up, and they're like, what's going on? And they go into the green room, you know, where you're getting ready. And there's, like, swastikas everywhere. And then they say to each other, all right, we know what we're going to do. And they went on stage and, and, like, sang a song that was saying, like, fuck Nazis. Next thing you know, there's, they witness a murder and the Nazis won't let them leave. And, sure, like, shit gets crazy. Fucking watch it, watch Bobby. That. That, 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 this sounds like either something I've lived or something, like, my friend was telling me about the time he was at a venue and his friends had to fight a Nazi band. Bro, it's like, fucking watch played, it. I'm not going to mention the venue or the time specifically because I don't want to embarrass anybody because I was appreciative mm. of my friends that put me on the show. But not all that long ago, I was I think playing, I know what you're talking about, too. I was playing down the shore, and 
I was playing this bar, and literally hanging out at the bar were a bunch of like literal like shirt wearing crowd boys. Oh, I was thinking something else then. Okay. And I, it was kind of like I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. And like you know, and for those listening, Proud Boys are a neo right. I don't know what the exact. I don't know much. Like I don't know enough right. about them to say anything. Very right. Very right wing. Um. Very. Um. um I don't know. They, they're they're Nazi affiliates, essentially, neo Nazis. Uh, not nice people. Not people I would prefer to play music to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to very much bite my tongue because that was just me solo. I didn't. Usually, if I have my band backing me up, I can be a little bit tougher with my talk because my drummer is big and scary. Whereas I'm oh yeah, you need the drummer. Nothing, Which, yeah, you know, and I'm not. Um, but That's like funny. my mom and my mom was there, and my and my fiance was there, and they were both like Bobby. Bobby, don't no. Don't fucking say anything. Bobby, like, don't, no. You, don't, don't, <laughs> you. And they saw it in my eyes. I'm like, I, like I'm already too far gone. I have to. I can't. I don't, I'm uh, <laughs> That's funny. Fuck you, scum. <laughs> it was really hard. But honestly, and like for my own safety, and like for the safety of my family, and also out of respect for the people that booked me at the show, I didn't say anything because it was a, it was a handful of people in the bar, and they ended up leaving. Yeah. And I didn't want to cause more trouble than it was worth, but. I really wanted to tell them to fuck themselves and to realize that uh, or ask them why they think that they feel that they're better than anybody else or feel that they Mm -hmm. have a right to space more than anybody else. And like, it's one thing to, I don't know, to be full of yourself, but it's another to think you're better than anybody else just because of your skin or where you come from or like, you know, fuck that. Mm -hmm. So I, I take big issue with that. And like, cause to me, that's nothing but division. And like on one hand, like, you know, yeah, I, I I don't know. I fuck that. Yeah, so, like, I that totally was get a very it. Very weird uh, thing. And like I, again, I at this moment, even to this moment, I'm still kind of torn about. Oh, I should have said something. You I should have said something. You should have. Or, oh, at the moment, I should have. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish I did. I wish I did. But at the same time, I I think my face looks good the way it is. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> I, I, and it's like one of those things. Like uh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, I definitely lost that fight. And yeah, that's which funny. would have been bad. And again, I like my guitar in one piece, and like you know, I I I, I don't know my my dad would have gotten involved, and that's not helpful because you know I don't want I like his face the way it is, and my fiance's face the way it is. So I was outnumbered. So yeah, I, you're painting a pretty brutal picture, yeah. But there's but also like again, they were outside on the smoking deck, and then they left. So like it was fine ultimately, but like it was just one of those things. It was just very bizarre that still in 2021 that. That those people feel that confident enough to walk out of the house wearing like I'm a piece of shit that hates people shirt. There and was that's not literally what it said. Yeah, I, I figure. <laughs> I figure that's not what it said. There was. Um, they might as well. I don't know how long. Maybe like 2019. I don't know what venue it was. Um, I actually feel really bad for them because apparently they booked a band that ended up being. Yes, yes, that's exactly who, who it is. Um, what happened with that? I'm not too familiar. So they booked. They booked. If I remember what I. It was a while ago, so my memory's fuzzy. So again, nobody listening to this, quote me on it and be like, "Oh, yeah, no, no one's happened. coming like, to us I for news." So we're good. Could be wrong, but <laughs> I think what happened, like the person booking, booked there and booked a bunch of different places, and booked a band. We didn't really look into it. Just booked a band, and then it was brought to the. Then it ended up being a band that were neo Nazis, and crazy. then to then. 
I guess then I guess it was brought to the attention of the management ahead of time, then with enough time to cancel, and then they opted not to. Because I figure mm. it's more trouble than it's worth. Let's just let them play. You don't have to support it if you don't want to. Let them play. You know, mm. give them a place to spew it. You don't have to go in and listen to it. It's not like any. It's not like just like an open place that people just are. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, it's a ticketed bar. You don't have to go in if you don't want to. You know. Yeah. So they didn't cancel it. So then everyone else pretty much canceled the venue. Yeah. Like, that's I haven't crazy. played there since. I don't know. Like, and I understand from both sides of view like that. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't a little bit at the same time because it's like I don't know. It's a hard one. Be, it's a hard one, man. I want to take, take their money on one hand. Like, you know, if you're going to buy beer from anybody, I might as well take their... If I'm going to water anybody's drinks down, I might as well be watering down Nazi drinks. Yeah. But, and also, again, like we do live in America. People can say what they want to say. But I don't really want to play somewhere that's associated with that. Personally, again, I can choose to play where I want to play. You know, I don't, and in the same way that, that, you know, they can book who they want to book and, you know, people can go choose to go where they want to go. I can choose, okay, well, I can really don't want to necessarily work with those people if I choose not to, you know, which is, again, if, if same as anybody's choice, you know. If I don't want to go to that, see that band, I don't get to see that band, you know. Yeah. But it's it's it's, it's a tough issue. So, you know, I feel for people that worked at the venues. I know, like, friends of mine, like, used to, like, work sound there and stuff like that. And, like, maybe they lost some work or maybe they will still work there, but they have to deal with, like, people going, like, oh, you're working there, you know. It just funny, it happens in yeah. other places, too. And it's, like, they're just one of the places that got stuck caught up in it. And, you know, I, I'm not to say necessarily one way or the other, but I, when in doubt, I try not to side with Nazis. Well, yeah, no, like, I, just, good, I just, I've seen Indiana Jones. <laughs> you've seen it enough times to know like I, yeah. it's it's not the right side to be on. I just think it's funny how you immediately knew what I was talking about, like as soon as I said something, which is um I didn't realize like it was it was like that many people knew about it. Um, because I'm not in the music scene. Like my girlfriend is the one that yeah. told me about it. Um, she's my girlfriend's so cool. She's, she's got like a mohawk. She goes to all the metal concerts, so she's like, oh my gosh, guess what happened? And I'm like, what? And she told me about it, but. Um, season Clifton. Yeah, yeah, it's I. I'd like to know. This is gonna sound horrible, but I'd like to know that band's story. Like why I want. I'm very interested in why people make the choices they make, and I want to know why they they had the beliefs they do. Very, very. That I'm very interested in that. Um, I don't I'd know. be interested to know, and like, like, it's like who hurt you? No, but like you know, because mm -hmm. they. They think that, oh, you know, again, I don't know what they personally think, but from my surmise that they think that, you know, they are Aryan or they believe that that's, they're superior than a certain group of people. And they feel that they also want to be in a band and play music and that's what yeah. they want to write songs yeah. about. I guess it's pretty I guess that's, more again, simple you play, than I you think. find your audience, you know, like, uh, you know. You, you find your crowd, you know what I mean? And, like, there's, there's obviously, if there's an audience for it, like, say, like, oh, there's, like, a bunch of people that follow Grateful Dead, you know, the mm -hmm. Dead, or people that follow Grateful Dead cover bands, you know, there's people that follow Nazi bands, so there's people that feel that way. So, I, was know, actually, yeah. I do my best to not make, and I've, on stage, said, you know, Nazis, the other times, Nazis can fuck off, but, like, you know, that's when I've had a lot more people around me and had a lot more uh, protection. You know, like I you had a team. I, I feel like I, I feel like I, the numbers were a bit more even. Yeah, 
I mean, like, so it's um, not even like a protection thing, but it's a matter of like an even fight. Like, what's that thing? Me, it's me like, with uh, an acoustic guitar is not an even fight. Like, yeah, don't be an idiot, right? It's like, don't just start saying shit if you, if you can't, like, if you can't run faster than them, don't say anything. It's, uh, also there's that quote, though, it's, um, it's easy to, uh, stand in a crowd, but it takes courage to stand alone. It's like, yeah, that's true, but also I gotta go home and take care of my, my wife and my kids. Like, I can't just be fighting every battle, you know? Yeah. But, um, I get it. And no, I, was I actually, do sound yellow as shit, but it's one of those things. No, that, like, I get me it. Getting into a, me getting into a barroom brawl with them also would not solve anything. Yeah, go, it's, you know it's what? not a good I image. Really should- doesn't work. I should reconsider hating the Jews. They're not going to do that. You know what I mean? They're not going <laughs> to go, you know, you know what? After that, after that short kid punched me in the face and then I, you know, threw I him had across to the rethink table. Life. You know what? <laughs> that makes me reconsider. Maybe I don't think we should burn the gay people. Yeah, it wouldn't you know what do I mean? Anything. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's going to solve anything. So that's why another no. reason I kept my mouth shut, ultimately. As much as I, well, I sort of, pr- I'm the proud side of me and the, you know, uh, the headstrong side of me wanted to tell them to fuck off. And I think if it was like, you know, my own show where there was a crowd of people where I felt like I had like the security and like the security of the venue. Cause the other thing, like I didn't know if it was like sort of like a hell's angel situation where I've heard of like friends of mine who owned bars in the city in New York have been like, you know, and again, like I have nothing against the hell's angels. So not, no disrespect yeah. whatsoever, but I've heard of hell's <laughs> angels walking into bars and going like okay so like we work here and do security here for you now really and then the bar owner was being like yes you do yeah that's you weird. know so like i didn't know if it was one of those situations too so that's another reason like i didn't want to be like oh let's get the bar security and then realize that's the bar security you know so yeah. i didn't i didn't really uh it was one of those situations yeah i was gonna ask you too weird. um when when you go into any kind of music scene, what's the relationship with your band and the other bands? Like, is it friendly? Is it like, what's it like with what you do? We're pretty lucky. A lot, nine times out of ten, I think it's pretty friendly. Now, again, we're all competitive. Again, like, while, while before I said don't compare yourself to other people, we, we all compare ourselves to each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. So there is some level of, and for me, I take it as, like, it's friendly, but, like, I th- it's, like, inspiration for me to work as hard as I can because all my friends, especially in New Jersey, because there's something in the water here. Like in Jersey, especially, but all across the country and the world, I know all my friends are really talented musicians. Which, rather than going like, "Oh my God, this all my friends are better than me," "Oh my God, this person's a better guitar player, better, better, better singer, they're a better songwriter," rather than doing that, it's gonna say, "Well, fuck, everybody's really, really good, so I really gotta step up." And like, I wanna be, I wanna be part of, you know, everybody culture, really yeah. cool stuff. So it pushes me, you know, and it. It's a good thing, ultimately, I think, because the world's big enough for all of us in that regard, you know, and ultimately, like, you know, you have things like the, you know, you have the Springsteen that'll get famous, and then there's, like, the Southside Johnny that gets pretty famous, but, you know, never quite gets to that, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, and then, and then there's other, you know, what I mean? so there's, like, sometimes those things happen, but also, like, you know whatever journey we're all on is meant for us. And some people are meant to be in music for being a band for two years. And then that's just a cool thing they did while they were in college. Other people, it's part of their life for maybe longer. And then it's something they walk away from. And it's just, again, like, Oh, like I'm an artist. And I, that time I made music. And then I went on to other things. Like, you know, maybe I, maybe I, we talk in a couple of years. Maybe I'll be totally moved on from music. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean, like I, a, I, I it'll think, definitely be in your life though. It'll definitely still be, your, no I matter. Be. Yeah, absolutely. But it's one of those things that, you know, 
I've been fortunate to keep going. And that's why, again, comes back to that resilience thing. And like other people I know have stopped and just, you know, or didn't want to put that extra time in and didn't want to lose that element of their social life or that element of their financial life or that element of their work life that they just couldn't do it. But my drummer has quit jobs to be in the band, like to stay wow. in the band and to go on tour. Your drummer sounds like an awesome guy. Like, What's his know? name? James. James. James McIntosh. What a fucking cool name. James he's McIntosh awesome. is the man. <laughs> he sounds awesome. He's the man, absolutely. He's he's my brother, and like we bicker like brothers. Yeah. Sometimes, but he's my he. And again, like he is, he's committed. Was like, he's was in that, the seat for a reason. He works hard. Was that the he same? He plays the drums really well. Yeah. Was that the same drummer that was in that BTS documentary that I was talking about? Yes. I, uh, that was yeah. when once the music started playing and I heard the drums, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this uh, this is awesome!" Yeah. yeah, this is great. Yeah, he's sick. He's a great drummer. He, he's really, really, really good. Drums and drive then, me like, crazy. Andrew awesome. Argata- yeah, and then like, right? Everybody I've played with has been very talented over the years, and I I can't say that anybody has been like bad. Honestly, like, I've had all really good musicians over the band. But what's great though, and what's so cool is that in that way of like. <clears throat> each record you listen to you know friends in low places versus the outskirts it's a different group and that versus shot in the dark is a different group and that versus the self-titled is a different group and the stuff we're doing now is kind of a different group from that so that's why in a way this new ep is the first like collection of stuff we've done as this group of four of us yeah in a way because we've done singles the four of us this group this configuration All right, you but... gonna, give me a song man i need to hear something give me some let's play some you'll hear it too once i put it on all right. Um, yeah, go ahead. Think of something. Ooh, this is gonna be difficult. Do you want, do you want something like older or something? I want something that, because I'm gonna talk to you about it and ask you questions about it, and I want something that you're excited for me to listen to. You know, I don't care what it, it could it could be from nine years ago. I don't care what it is. Whatever you um, want. And actually, if you don't mind, because it might take me a while to find it, what you send it through to my Instagram, and I'll click on the link if you can do that. On Spotify, you want it? Where, 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 wherever YouTube, Spotify, because I'll pull it up. It's actually funny. You know, before you were talking about uh, advertisers, and that's basically how artists live. I listened to eight McDonald's advertisements to listen to your music today. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't care about. I'm really sorry. No, just stop. Don't say. Don't say you're sorry. Joking. Oh, okay. That's a lot. But, a lot of Mickey D's. Maybe maybe we're meant to have a Big Mac today. I don't know. Well, it was like talking about a, a crispy sandwich or something. I was like, all right, man. That sounds pretty good. I sent you over. All right, let me take a look. There it is. Nothing for nothing. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, hold on. Make sure the... And the picture of the thumbnail actually is a great story in itself, too. So we're sitting on a... Like a for the viewers at home, the thumbnail for the Nothing for Nothing video. is us sitting on like a metal divider kind of thing by a fence in a parking lot of a gas station in Chicago drinking beers because we're broken down for the second time of that tour. Yeah. We first broke down in Miami and then we broke down in Chicago. So the, you know, nice That's change awesome. of weather at least for this breakdown. You could hear but, this, right? So, Can you hear this? No, I can't. Hit share sound. So when you go, oh, if you well, go to share, the, the viewers are gonna be able to hear at least. Where's share sound? So if you go to the uh, when you go to share screen, oh no, you didn't share screen, but um, multiple participants. Participants. Go to share screen. Okay, advanced sharing options. Um, 
whatever. These guys, th- everyone else is going to be able to hear it once this goes up, though, so it's right. But, um, what? <laughs> who can start? This is ridiculous. Zoom is ridiculous. Um, oh, you really can't hear this? Now I can. Oh, there you go. Yeah, this is, I'm watching the video, too, because it's on my phone. I'll, I'll have to link it or something. So, hold on, I want to, I want to, I want to listen to this real quick. And, and how, how long ago is this? What, when did this come out? Uh, this was, we put it out 2019. It was I the very, very end of 2018, but I think it was, no, it had to have been 2019. You know how people were saying, or not people, you were saying before how you'll, You'll make music and people don't realize how much goes into it. They, they turn on the radio and it's just, oh, okay, music's on. Or they watch a movie, like, oh, okay, there's a new movie. People don't realize how much work goes into it, like logistically, getting things to set, getting things to um, wherever you are, editing things, you know, mixing things. I I really try my best to when I listen to music, especially new music. I'm, I'm, I try to listen to, you know, every pluck of the guitar, every every hit of the drum, every, every note, lyric. And I'm like, so much goes into one song and i was already asking i was like oh how what comes first music or the lyrics i it's pretty wild i i'm listening to your voice right now and you i have it low the viewers are going to be able to hear this you might not right now because of zoom um we can definitely hear it though and i'll turn it up in a second but your voice your voice you just sound like you're having fun man i think that's so cool you know Like, like you can hear it now yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that song in particular. So that one I wrote, it was kind of coming yeah. from kind of an angry place. I love it, we, though. We were kind of dicked over. I'm not going to get into that too much, but like a friend of ours or like someone, an acquaintance who was working with us kind of dicked us over a little bit. Um, and that happens, you know, through the so music cool. industry. There's a great Hunter S. Thompson quote, which I'm going to butcher. I don't remember the whole quote. Go for it. But it's like, right. you know. Music is a, you know, a hallway of, you know, dying men and, you know, where, where men die like dogs. And there's also I a, think I know what you're talking about, bad, yeah. There's also a, and then, then, the, then the end of the quote is, there's also a upside or something like that. Or something like that. Or there's also What's a downside. Maybe, maybe I forget what the, that's it. There's also a downside. So, like, uh, it's tough. So, I was kind of coming from a very place where I was kind of upset about how things were handled with a certain, you know, with, with another situation. And again, I don't want to get into it too no much. No worries, no worries, yeah. Um, but, like... I was pissed, essentially, and I felt very much like you know, like you know, not, like again, I was like, like nothing for nothing, but like fuck you, essentially, was kind of like my thought process. But this whole idea of like you know, hi bye, whatever you like, the opposites, you know, when it all falls apart, what'll be on your mind in the dark, hi bye, whatever you like, when it all falls apart, what'll be left in your heart. You know, they say like what's really important, and like just trying to get to the yeah, get to the core of things, which is with the song. It's very, sh- it's a short song, and that was also done on purpose. It's just like verse, chorus, instrumental, chorus, chorus, done. Like that, and the whole idea was for it to be very catchy and well, short, you, sweet. I didn't want to say you too did much. Your job, yeah. with, you can say too much with songwriting too, and knowing what to say and when to say it. Yeah, well, that's that's the hard that that's a, that's what comes with experience and like with age with this stuff is learning you know when to put yeah. things where and, and how, um, and that's why before so I could have added a, I could have added another verse I could have added a bridge part that like you know coming out of the instrumental I could have added a you know a jazz sax 
bit. No, I'm kidding, but a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like I could have done anything, honestly. But for that, I chose to keep it short and sweet. Oh, you know what? Yeah. So you obviously have a sound. Like this is this is you. This is you guys. I can hear you. I know I, if, if someone played it, I know it was you immediately. Um, not only because of your voice, but because of like the folky, the rock, the I know what I know what you guys. There's this band I am in love with. Uh, they're called the Airborne Toxic Event, and okay. they had they do they they have song the music with like violins, guitars, piano. Uh, the the artist the, the 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 lead is a wordsmith. He's incredible. Then I remember they came out with one album that was completely different. Like I'm talking about, they had like techno stuff in there. It was like, whoa, what just happened? Um, some people liked it, some people didn't. Do you ever? try to take any risks like adding like this a saxophone or something would you ever think you'd want to do something like that yeah and like our song on another day beat summer we actually have sax oh my do you friend, okay uh his friend is called my friend named zach sandler plays saxophone for us and he also like will like he guitar techs for us and does like meaning like he helps us with our guitar stuff and guitar changes during the show and he also does like some of the pre-production of Holy like shit. the shows and they get Stuff yeah. like that. So we'll have saxophone. We add synthesizers and keys occasionally, like piano. I'd like to do strings. Yeah, I, eventually I'd like to do a bunch of stuff because that's like, you know, that's the fun in it is like, you know, obviously like live, like we're 99 times out of 10, we're two guitar based drums and vocals. Yeah. But for the studio, you can't expand it. And I like when certain songs will stick out because of a certain instrument that was in the song. It was like, actually, oh, that's what yeah. differentiates it, you know, or whatever, you know. I actually just realized I did listen to this song, another Debbie Summer, and that was one of the songs where I was like, "This sounds like MCR." That was that yeah. was that was one of them. I was like, "Oh wow!" So actually, you may you probably listened to the version that's on Friends in Low Places, but we did it again in 2018 on the self-titled. I'm not yeah. The version that had saxophone. I'm so. not sure which. Okay, then, yeah, then yeah, because I, I was listening on Spotify though, so I don't I don't know how yeah. what kind of mixes you have on there, but um, yeah, I listened to. It. I was like, "Oh, this is very MCR," and like. Um, I th- I think it's cool when you know bands try new things. Um, for instance, my uh, Definitely. my girl, one of my girlfriend's favorite bands, uh, Attila, they are like metalcore, core, right? And they're coming out with a new song with a banjo. It's like, wh- how the hell are you gonna put a banjo in that kind of music? I so we're all really excited cool. for it. Um, I like I love saxophone. If you can get something with strings, oh my gosh, Bobby, like that's another thing. When when you talk about writing music, creating music. And you, you you share notes with your band members. I think it must be the most incredible feeling in the world is creating music with other people. I it is envy, truly do. I'm re- I'm honestly jealous. I want to know what it feels like to do that. So when you write music and you share and you share notes, like how does it come together? Like how like I don't even know what I'm asking you to be honest. Like I, it's just yeah. It, well, part of it's literal magic, like we said, magicians. Yeah, so yes, and, yes. Um, also, it's just like that when you play with people, it's like when you, like, you're a sports team and you play with the same – if you're on the same – like I played hockey growing up. So like if you're on the same line with the same people or you're on the same team with people, the longer you're on the same team with them, you're going to kind of develop a shorthand. You're going to know where that person is going to skate. Oh, yeah. Like I know like if like okay. I screw something up, my band knows how to catch me. Because they're used to me screwing wow. up, you know, or like, you know, or like whatever, no, or whatever yeah. it is, like, you know, or okay. if like I am coming up with a part and I'm like, and I kind of go like this to my drummer, he knows, okay, four on the floor, you know, like, you Whoa. know, or like, you know, 
they'd also know my writing really well and they know also know music really well. So when I'm trying to come up with a song, they can help me connect dots and help me get things across the finish line and give me that extra bit of like, maybe I wouldn't have thought of a particular guitar riff. My guitar player thought of it and it fits really well where I'll come with my riff and I think of, I know like what I want the drums to do and my drummer will have a better idea. And I have something I didn't consider. You know, or same with my bass player, like, you know, whoever, you know, yeah. or the producer or whatever it is, you know, it, I don't definitely don't have all the answers myself. So yeah, like it's, having it's a lot crazy. of the ideas and having the general, like I'm the idea guy, I'm the, I'm a performer, I'm a guitar player, but you know, the detail things where I sometimes need help and I, you have to be successful in any venture. You have to know what your strengths are and your weaknesses. Yeah. So, but in being able to delegate and surround yourself with like-minded people who want you to succeed is, you know, the biggest part ultimately. You know, because again, even like the most successful people you think of being like solo entrepreneurs or whoever, you know, in any field, they had help, you know, and they had a team behind them ultimately that helped get them where they are. It's the team, man. It's always the team. The team does so much for you. I. I always say it. I mean, like most people, a lot of people grow up thinking that they could do it on their own, but man, no, you can't. You need help. No. And that's, uh, if not, yeah, you need, you do. So again, especially like the more, the further along we get, the more people I need around us and the more, you know, it's, it's great. It's like a family in a way of like, you know, we have a really good group with us, you know, and like, I'm thankful for the team I have around me. So, yeah. So what's, your growth like as a band as a, whether it's on youtube instagram at concerts you go out and you see who's cheering who's not what's it what's your growth like for you guys even if it's small if it's taking a while oh well, uh, again like i like i said before like one at a time ultimately for me is, is cool but um ultimately like like being able to see more people following us seeing more people listening to us on spotify seeing more people spotify is a big chart for that like a big game. yes yes seeing more people at the shows seeing people singing along i like going into a room where there's a bunch of people who have no idea who the fuck we are never heard of yeah before. yeah and they're then able you, to convert them or get you them blow their mind you know yeah so that's it for me that's one of my favorite things to do is to well i like while i do love playing to you know i love preaching in the choir and i love playing to our fans who know our music and care and like know our songs like tomorrow night we're playing a sold out show i know we're playing the people that know our music yeah. whereas sometimes there's nothing better. We'll play for like an hour and a half, but like there's nothing better than playing a 20 minute set in a room for people who have no idea who you yeah, are. And man, go, yeah. Wait, what the fuck was that? That's awesome. You know, and that's, that's uh, leave them wanting more. Definitely. Oh my gosh. So, I, I'm, I'm getting the chills and I've never even done that before. Yeah. I, I, I that's, that's incredible. You, um, what was I going to say? Oh, do you, this is, I don't know why, like, do you guys have any kind of merch, any kind of like, Hats, shirts, yeah. whatever. Yeah, hats, shirts, tote bags, lighters with bottle openers. Uh, you know, you name it. Cause uh, all that. We have a merch store on our website as well. Cool. Cause I'm gonna link everything in the description. But I always like to uh, grab some. Whenever I have a guest on, if they have anything they're selling, I want to grab something because uh, it's just cool and I like to post about it on my Instagram. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, of course. Um. That's so cool, man. I, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm really excited for you. Like, th- you know, it's yeah. funny, everyone. Like, this is at most before the show. I shared maybe seven words with Bobby. Like, I don't even know this man. <laughs> this is yeah. incredible. I'm so happy I, I got to meet you and get to know you. Um, this is great. We'll have to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Listen, anytime you want, 
fucking hop on, whether it's in person or over Zoom. Get another band member in there. I don't care, man. I, I, I love this stuff. I love talking to musicians because it's a life I want to understand. It's a but listen, you keep saying that. I then I think you should try learn pick up a guitar, pick up a well, keyboard. Pick I could up a bass, I could play the ukulele. Um, I only then you're doing it. I only know like three or four songs, but um, that's all you need. You take yeah. those chords, mix up the order, and then put some words. To yeah, it you're right. I you not like I haven't tried. You know, they're gonna tell the truth. Yeah. Um, but you I could do it. It's so I believe in you. Thank you. Well, you, this is the teacher and you talking now. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> this is uh, this is it, it, it's great stuff. Um. One more thing, um, this, I gotta look at my schedule when this episode will go up, but over the, and I know it's kind of hard to answer right now because of COVID and we don't really know, what are your live performance plans over the next few months if you have any? We're gonna probably stick mostly to Jersey, but we're probably, we might get to like up to New England, might get to Boston, might get out to Pittsburgh, uh, might start doing some weekender stuff, but we're not gonna do like a full like tour for probably this year just because we're going to focus on mostly getting the record done so yeah, we're going to oh, play man, a couple yeah. times this summer but other than that we're really going to try to focus on getting the record done and getting all the video content together for the record I'm I'm so. going to make it a mission to come see you guys live because it would be ridiculous if I didn't I'm so excited please to do guys. and then also we have a bunch of live streams we did this summer on YouTube like there's one from even just from a couple weeks ago we did like a dress rehearsal for our show tomorrow I think yeah 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 that's like a full show so you can check that out it looks like Star Wars it's like yeah I saw I you know I saw I didn't click on it yet but I did see it yeah yeah that's a good one to check out in the meantime cool awesome well if there's nothing else guys thank you so much for watching Bobby had a great time um, I'm gonna put BobbyMahoneyMusic.com is the site so check that I will I'm gonna put everything in the description I mean like it's all going to be down there. Go check it out. Thank you. Follow his Instagram, his YouTube, everything. Keep in touch. Um, this is great, guys. Thank you so much for watching, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you, everybody.